Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Me and the Zap Zappers, the only regulars in the building once again on this Wednesday. Andrew Bogish in for DA for the rest of the week. Kevin Wall producing like he will the entire week. Ryan Botchers to his left. Greg Caserta soon rejoins us for headlines and... The usual nonsense. Speaking of Greg, he is the subject of today's poll question at CBS Sports Radio. Should we retire his nickname, The Asset? And then very well done by the boys across from me. They've attached a picture of Greg in one of his two The Asset t-shirts. Now, this springs from... In admission from Greg last hour that some people in his life that he would normally trust have suggested that... The asset maybe has run its course, that he is actually above being the asset. But the asset was created by legendary content provider Billy Jacques who while even though there is a measuring scale based on his name, both in height and weight, there is no way to measure Billy's genius. And... It would only be in a scenario where your parent and or significant other had the opposing view. That's the only time you'd argue against Billy. So I understand the predicament that Caserta is in. The vote that we are taking right now by Greg's choice is not binding. He does not need to abide by today's results. But I think today's results could be kind of the tiebreaker in his heart and mind, between his family and friends and his mentor, Billy Jacques alone. So keep those votes coming. The post is up at CBS Sports Radio. I will tell you that uh, one of the two answers has a strong start. We are not in 50-50 range when I checked a second ago. There's a, there is a strong majority developing for one of the answers. I, for one, want the asset to remain. I think it's a great thing. I think it's true of Caserta, but I also, it makes me laugh. And the fact that he has not one, but two shirts that say the asset is a is another point for keeping the name in play. I say we have to get a third, a third shirt. No, when he hits you know. a third, yeah, if he hits three t-shirts, he's pushing it. Ryan's right. We've gotten to the line. Some would think two is too many, that you only need one, but variety is good. But at two. 
But he's the asset, though. He can do what he wants. That's true. But he's got a washer and dryer. Now he's got the ability to wear one one day, it's like wash a uni- the it's other. It's like a uniform. Yeah. And he's half-promised to wear it on Friday. Looking one forward to it. Yeah. He'll be back on Friday. Schwartz has your headlines again tomorrow, so plan accordingly for that. Um, I won't say it. Never mind. If Pete was here, he would say it. Uh, Jeff Colhane, the voice of Florida State football, is our Sounds of Saturday guest today. He kicks off our final hour. Tomorrow, Pete Arbogast, USC radio voice, is on the show. And then a handful of gentlemen join us next week as we finish off the series and leave you completely prepared for this new college football season. As for the coming NFL season, and as I'm talking, Aaron Rodgers is on my screen to my right, obviously the quarterback of the blank-blank Jets. They live in that division alongside the Dolphins and the Bills and technically the Patriots. But for this conversation, the Patriots have to step aside because they've got too many questions to answer. And frankly, they're just not good enough on paper, on the field. They're they're just, as far as I can tell, as far as you can tell, as far as we all can see, they're, they're not in the conversation with the Dolphins, with the Jets, and with the Bills. Picking between those three is certainly not easy. The Jets have the huge question mark of just how good Aaron Rodgers will be, although I've got more confidence in that answer than in an answer about Tua Tungavailoa and how healthy slash good he can be for the Dolphins. When he was healthy last year, he was really good because of Tyree Kill, because of Jalen Waddell, because of his head coach. And this year, he's still got those guys. They're at least theoretically in play for Jonathan Taylor after missing out on Dalvin Cook to help that running back room. They've got some studs on defense, especially once Jalen Ramsey is healthy, and hopefully that is sooner rather than later. But the Dolphins are a legit threat in the division and in the conference, just like the Jets are, and just like the Bills are. But how dangerous Buffalo actually is, is the question I want to tackle now. When last season ended, they had to be your choice to win the AFC East this year. And then Aaron Rodgers happened. And the other pieces showed up alongside him with the Jets. And maybe, like it did with me, that made you think the Jets were the best team in the division. And then there are the Dolphins. If you assume that Tua can regain last year's form and chemistry with those guys and he stays healthy and the defense steps up, that the Dolphins then, maybe they're the team that can unseat the Bills. But maybe the Bills are going to open up the door by themselves for one of those two teams, and they'll just easily, more easily than expected, walk right through it. Because Buffalo's offseason was not good by any stretch of the imagination. Yes, Josh Allen's still there. But we deal, we dealt with whatever that was with Stephon Diggs. What he was unhappy about, exactly how unhappy he was on certain days. We didn't know where he was physically at the at headquarters, not at headquarters. Sean McDermott bungled that, made it sound bad, then said it wasn't that bad. Everything's fine. Maybe everything's fine. I don't think everything's fine. I certainly don't think this is the end of the problem. Not calling Stefan Diggs a problem, but Stefan Diggs is going to say things when he feels them. And it is certainly not impossible that Stefan Diggs goes right back into this was just about football. That Stephon Diggs goes, at some point, goes right back into the same frustration with his role and what's being called, what's being thrown his way. 
whatever happened might be okay for now, but it's not dawned and settled. It's not in the past. It's not going to not happen again. It hangs over their head. We also don't know what the defense is going to be like because Leslie Frazier's not there anymore. And Leslie Frazier might not be there anymore. Don't forget, it was presented as, you know, taking a year off, a sabbatical. And then we've had guests say it was more like a power struggle because Sean McDermott wanted to call plays. Frazier didn't want to give that up. So instead of quitting or firing him, they said, hey, he's taking a year off. We'll reassess next year. And now Sean McDermott is going to run the defense. In general, I don't love head coaches also being coordinators. I know it has worked at times. It feels like it it works less times, though, than it does work. And I just think if you're the head coach, you need to be doing the head coaching things. Sean McDermott was never not going to be involved in the defense. But he's got enough on his mind, both sides of the ball, clock management, challenges, the focus needs to be there. It's why you have a guy like Leslie Frazier to run your defense to call those plays. So I need answers about how it's going to work from a coaching schematic standpoint. And then we get to the field, and it's the preseason. And Jared Dubin of CBSSports.com was on the show two days ago and said basically nothing matters. I do think that some things matter. Like some things have to scare you a little bit or give you confidence. But right now in Buffalo, what we have seen through training camp, what we have seen through two preseason games, is their offensive line is, I wouldn't say in tatters, but has significant questions to answer. First with health, but maybe more significantly with depth. Maybe they've got themselves five good offensive linemen eventually. But you need six, seven, or eight. And that's what they don't have right now. One guy got hurt for the year last week in their game. Days before that, a dude retired. Guys who are there and healthy are not playing well. So the offensive line's a mess. And the offensive line needs to protect Josh Allen so he can throw to Stephon Diggs, so he can throw to his tight ends, so he can make all of those guys happy, put points on the board, take pressure off a defense that has issues at linebacker to the point where they're openly talking about the issues at linebacker. They've got some secondary issues Who's their other corner? Kair Elam was their first-round pick last year. Continues to not take control of a leading role back there for them. And on Saturday against Pittsburgh, again, it's preseason. I get all of that. But the number one Bills defense against the number one Steelers offense got gutted. And it's not the Steelers ain't the greatest show on turf. They definitely have some weapons, and they seem to finally be calling plays correctly and aggressively again through two preseason games. Please remember to always keep that connected to all of these sentences. But the Steelers roughed them up. Jalen Warren ran for a 62-yard touchdown. They get a turnover, a takeaway. Oh, I didn't even mention that. Not only is there Josh Allen, but who is the backup in Buffalo? Now, the hope always is that Josh Allen plays every single snap that matters from September through January, or maybe even in February. But there's also a chance that he doesn't. And when you're as good as the Bills are, you have a responsibility to have a more than adequate backup. That is not a position that you can skimp on when you're trying to win the Super Bowl, which is what the Bills are trying to do. Matt Barkley, before and while showing off his always limited arm strength, had three interceptions, two of which at least were completely his faults, but three total, and he lost a fumble. 
The dude had four turnovers in a preseason game, not against the other team's best defense. And then Kyle Allen, who's bounced around a little bit, for all with all due respect, looked like Kyle Allen, who's bounced around a little bit in a preseason game. So, that, so both of them have struggled all summer long to the point where they may need to now go out back outside the organization and find a third guy that maybe can come in and help out Josh Allen. Maybe that guy never plays. Maybe that issue is never actually an issue, but it could be. And the rest of the team is still good enough, despite the things we've been going over, that they can't have their season compromised completely because the guy that has to play a game or two, because that's that's what we're talking about here in the AFC, between the Chiefs, the Chargers, three or four good teams in the North, maybe two good teams in the South, and three good teams in the East, you could be only a two or three games, if that, separating one through seven, separating a bye to having to go on the road as a wild card team, or maybe not even getting the whole thing. So you've got very little margin for error. If Josh Allen turns an ankle, hurts a wrist, throws a, a pass off somebody's helmet, jams a thumb, has to miss a game or two, you can't have some schmuck walking in there and throwing four interceptions in a game, and then those games that you lose in October maybe come back and screw you in January. They need to get better at that spot. They need to fix their offensive line. They need to answer questions on at least two levels of their defense, and they need to stop taking penalties. Their main guys took double-digit penalties in the first half against the Steelers. 13 penalties total from a team that's been deep in the playoffs the last two years, supposed to be well-coached, not a ton of roster turnover. They're relying on veteran guys who have been there before, and they're commi- and they had penalties in their first game, too, so game two was not an aberration. I bring all of this up. Our good friend Zach Gelb put this out. I What's today, Wednesday? I think this was on his Monday show. It was their kind of unofficial post, and it was, now where do you think the Bills' season ends? And it was in the Super Bowl, in the conference championship game, in the wild quarter divisional round, or out of the playoffs. And I probably would have, as the year, as the offseason was beginning, I might have picked the AFC championship game. But now I'm in the losing division or wild card round realm. And I think it's in play that they somehow don't make the playoffs. As good as the NFL is as pushing teams forward, and I don't know if the streak is still intact, but for the longest time, we were on 10, 12, 15 years in a row of at least four new playoff teams every season. There's a lot of churn. But to get four in, that means four have to come out. And there's usually somebody that just flounders. Almost every season's got at least one of those teams. You've got high expectations for them, and things just don't go well. Whatever it is, injuries, bad luck, playing teams at the wrong time, they're feeling good, you're not, a bad referee call, whatever it may be, there are years that don't work, that just fall flat. And I just don't like the Bills mojo now. I just don't like it. There's too many... There's too many negatives. There's too many questions to be answered. There's problems that shouldn't be problems at this point in kind of their arc with Josh Allen and this hierarchy of McDermott and Brandon Bean. We're not in anywhere close to, you know, time for a change, anything like that. It's just as you're picking through who can win the AFC East, who can go deep in a 
deep AFC, there's more reasons now it feels like to pick against the Bills than to go with them and think they're the ones that might keep Patrick Mahomes out of another Super Bowl. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back and we'll debut this new segment. Maybe one time only, or maybe uh, the proof will continue to come in. It's called They're Listening, and it's next on the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. And Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Decision makers and power brokers, you don't know who's listening, right? We're not, we're not getting congratulatory texts, or, or at least I'm not, from general managers, commissioners, program directors, hey, that was a good bit, that was funny, you should do this, or love that spot with Steve Jones, Penn State Radio, ha, 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 wrong Rick Barry. You don't hear, you don't, you don't get though, that kind of feedback. So sometimes you're, just, you're wondering, you know, who is listening? Who is listening? Proof yesterday, double proof, that people are listening. The first is James Harden and the NBA. Caserta's mentioned it at least once this morning that the NBA yesterday fined James Harden $100,000 for calling Daryl Morey a liar and saying he could never play for that team again, that their relationship was beyond repair. $100,000 means nothing to James Harden. In fact, people responded to the news with memes of actual James Harden, I don't know, in a club at a casino with stacks of cash in his hand. He'll got no, he's got no problem covering 100 G. Fine. But which radio show on Monday said, it's not going to matter. The money's the money's the money. It's not going to hurt. But somebody's got to find James Harden something, some nominal punishment for calling his boss a liar. Someone's got to pretend to have authority, that there are rules, it's an HR violation, maybe, that somebody's got to do something to James Harden for this. Who said that? We did. And 48 hours later, Adam Silver acted. 
That was the first proof that they're listening. The second came, I don't know, mid-afternoon, early evening, Eastern time yesterday. And this is where people, people Audi gets involved. My phone buzzes once with the alert that the Chicago White Sox have fired team president Ken Williams and GM Rick Hahn. Smile comes across my face. Because who on this show a few weeks ago on the heels of the Tim Anderson, Jose Ramirez fight and Keenan Middleton going to the Yankees and saying, man, it's good to be here where there's rules. That guy's falling asleep in the White Sox bullpen. Guys missing practices and workouts. It was a bleep show. Thank God I'm here. I happily shaved my mustache, whatever, because rules are good. Some guys pushed back on that story. We had another one where Tim Anderson and Yasmani Grandal got into a slap fight in the clubhouse because Grandal wanted to leave early for spring for, for the All-Star break. And Anderson said, great, get out of here. I'll pay for your flight. And they got a little bit of a shoving match. That got dismissed by some. Other people confirmed that it had happened. Lance Lynn said, I'll tell you what's wrong with that story, and then stayed quiet because nothing was wrong with the story. In the immediate aftermath of all of that, who, now, sure, more angrily than he needed to be and louder than he needed to say it, but who said, who declared on this show that it was time for the White Sox to fire everybody from the top down? Who said it? Pete the Body Bilotti. Now, it took Jerry Reinsdorf a little longer to act than did Adam Silver on what he heard on this show, but Pete said it. Two or three weeks later, it happened yesterday. I get the alert. I immediately think of Pete. And before I can text Pete, hey, they're listening, Pete texts me with a screen grab of his alert with who said this three weeks ago. And I want to point out the significance of Jerry Reinsdorf or somebody who has Jerry's ear in Chicago. Thank you for listening, first of all. But... A lot of people have told Jerry Reinsdorf that he needed to fire Ken Williams and Rick Hahn. The White Sox have, 2005, they won the World Series, made the playoffs in 20 and 21, and 20 was the COVID year. Other than that, they've been different degrees of bad. They they completely tore it down at one point. Recently, trying to rebuild, oh, here's the playoffs in 20 and 21. We're going well. And then the last two years have been a disaster. The whole Tony La Russa embarrassment, and then it somehow got worse this year. This is a team that people thought had playoff potential out of a weak AL Central. And they are going in the last night. We're 49 and 76. I think 16 games out of first place in the Central which is the worst division in baseball. If they were in a different division, they'd be 700 games at a first place. It has been an abject failure. But this goes back to like 2011, 2012, when Ken Williams and Ozzie Guillen were having a public fight, embarrassing the entire club, and people and, and Ken Williams had his job since like 2001. So we're into like at that point, a decade plus on the job six or seven years post the World Series in the middle of mediocrity, and people then are going, both of these guys got to go. Ken and Ozzy. Only Ozzy went. We keep going, we keep going. 
they have to do a teardown because these guys couldn't build a winner. So they decide we're going to do this all the way from scratch. And they let those same guys stay and they start to make some good decisions, but they can't close the deal the last couple of years. Nobody lost their job over the LaRusa embarrassment or anything else. People have been writing, calling, declaring the need to get rid of these two guys, or at least Ken Williams, for five, six, seven, maybe ten years. And Jerry Reinsdorf did not listen, did not act, did not see the logic, did not see the reason behind it until he or somebody close to him heard earlier this month, Pete the Body Bilotti, non-compulsive gambler, he said it's time for wholesale changes to the top. Williams has to go. Hans got to go. Others have said it. It was ignored then. It was not ignored this month because Pete said it, and that's what mattered to Jerry Reinsdorf. I can I think they're listening. <laughs> I can picture Pete once he got the breaking news. Texas, you. He goes to his wife and pulls a Adrian. I did it. <laughs> if you I don't mean- think that this is now somehow on the unofficial Bilotti resume, you don't know Pete. That is true. I mean, th- I get the screen grab is his little alert from his MLB app, and then Q three weeks ago. He knows it. Wait, he tweeted about this? Yeah. Oh, Peter. There have been articles, radio shows, TV spots demanding this change that the White Sox have ignored. Pete Bellotti speaks, and two guys lost their job. <laughs> Here's why... Uh... Yeah, he, um, he's got power that he doesn't realize he has, and that kind of worries me. Okay, so that's one way to describe it. <laughs> I would go, Pete has pow- Pete thinks he has power that he doesn't have. Oh, my God. And this is happy accident. But it is validation. Again, he's a commander. He's in charge. He's a leader of men. He's a competitor. He wants to win at all costs. And when you're that kind of voice, it gets heard by people at all reaches of the sports world. And somebody at the top, tippy top of the White Sox, heard Pete through all the noise. That was the voice that mattered. I like music. And here we are today. Those two guys are out of a job. I don't want to celebrate it. But celebrating a, Pete, though. But celebrating Pete every day is a Pete celebration. And the long-needed validation of what he is and what he means to at least North American sports, that's what we're celebrating. I feel like your role on this show as the biggest S-starrer... Well, that's not my role. I'm he, good at it. I enjoy it. But, but Kaplan's the biggest. Is he, though? Because yeah. he doesn't really take credit for anything. Because even when we mention him, you almost get the sense that he's back there. Like, don't just don't say any more. And your your propensity for doing this, your skill. I didn't do anything. It's here. gotten re- it's gotten really good. No, I didn't. Do, I th- thank you for the compliment, but yeah. I did not do anything here. All I said was somebody needs to do the fake slap on the wrist to James Harden. You can't call your boss a liar on camera. And the NBA fined him 100 grand yesterday. It means absolutely nothing, Mm -hmm. but they did it. So they're listening. Pete the Body Bilotti said the White Sox are an embarrassment. The guys at the top have to go. That's how you can fix this. He was the, I don't know, 500,000th voice to say that. 
and the first $499, $999 were ignored. His was heard. Those guys are out. He's he not an accident. He also followed that tweet with a tweet about Ken Patera and the WWE, which is a great reference for people that watched wrestling 30 years ago. So, you know what? I hope that I hope everyone's enjoying Pete in all forms. I guess it is possible that the tweet is what they saw mm. and not listening live to the show. So maybe this is not this is just about Pete, not about all of us, but still they're paying attention to Pete. And I'm glad if it was the tweet that it didn't get lost between all of the wrestling thoughts, great. I don't celebrate when people lose their jobs. Some people I would. Not Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. some people I would. A lot of times I don't. Because there are human feelings and emotions. Sure, and, and they've got families. They have families. Yeah. You know, sometimes you, again, not anybody that we know, but you find out about jobs or lack thereof from media columnists, Twitter. Right. right. You know, not that that's ever happened to you or me, but it happens in the business. I've heard do you, rumors. Do you think that Pete kind of reveled in this yesterday because he <laughs> predicted this weeks ago? Oh, my Lord. You think he was basking in it yesterday? I would assume that by now he has sent an email to our bosses, the podcast wing, (laughs) pitching some kind of baseball podcast now (laughs) that he is getting people fired inside MLB. Timmy's birthday party got extended to yesterday. (laughs) Or did it get get closed off because he had business to take care of? Everyone's got to go. I got to get the White Sox no out of here. No cake. I got White Sox breaking news. Everybody's got to leave. Leave Leave daddy alone. See the PGA? <laughs> yeah, he comes back. He's spending PGA, his PGA gambling wins on the party, but then all of a sudden he's got Ken Williams' future in his hands and the party's off. So we haven't done an Ask Pete in a while, and I love any sort of Bilotti content because it's just fantastic. You know how they have the guy at the NFL Hall of Fame, he shows up to people's houses to let them know that they got in? (laughs) Pete, (laughs) Pete should be the Grim Reaper for managers and coaches in sports, (laughs) and he's the one that has to break the news to them that they've been fired. What do they call the NFL? The Turk? (laughs) Pete's the Turk. (laughs) You're right. That would be terrific. Hey, uh, Skip wants to see you. And they go into the, they go into the owner's office. It's Jerry Reinsdorf sitting with Bilotti. <laughs> Please have a seat. <laughs> well, spoiler alert on side A of the PGP, me and Kevin Wall, we talked about Wall's uh, six-month uh, change of scenery mm. before he came back here and where he was working. And the full story is on the podcast, but he walked in and there was an HR rep waiting for him inside the front door to say, you're not working today. Your time here is over. Are you serious? That's what happened. Listen to the podcast. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. But imagine if that person was Bilotti. Oh. You're walking in. It's actually the day you're supposed to be here, not yesterday. You got your yogurt in your one hand, your iced coffee in the other. It's like, oh, it's going to be a great Wednesday. And Bilotti stands up with a sympathetic oh. look in his best blue pullover and his khaki pants. He's like, we got to talk, Greg. I hope in, in my case, I hope that when that inevitably happens, I hit the elevator to ride up to the 10th floor, and he's just hovering in the ceiling of the elevator with that piano wire. He chokes me out and then pulls me up the elevator shaft. <laughs> That's how it ends. <laughs> Silent assassin. Pete the body, Velotti. 
I can also see Pete like waiting for you at the glass door, and as you <laughs> grab the handle, he grabs the other side, so you can't come in. He just goes, "No, the, no, no, the not finger today." Wag. You let go. No, you let go. <laughs> not, it's over, Greg. Just oh. leave your pass there. We'll get it later. Good lord! Could, could you mail us back? Pete wants ID? to see you. Bring your playbook. <laughs> Speaking of, I have to pay this company ten dollars to get a new ID. Because yeah. I've, been, I've been using a guest badge for the last week. I don't know where my regular ID is. I also I, wouldn't know the person to get you your new ID anymore. Because there used to be a person that we have a front desk, but I don't think that's manned anymore. It used to over be. Over there, there's a front desk. Yeah, during but the week. does somebody sit behind yeah, there? Oh, there's okay. a person. I, okay. I don't know what it is they do here, but they, they sit there. That's where I got my ID last the one time I lost it. I'm probably going to go there one. at some point today. Yeah. I haven't seen anyone sit at that desk right? since 2018. When I got my badge. Yeah, I yeah, think... During the week, they're over there. Every time I see them, they're like, are you, are you supposed to be here? And then they ask me, do, do I need help? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm trying to go home. I'm right. waiting for the elevator. They messed up here. So you just make no impression on anyone, huh? I guess. I'm mesmerized by you, which is another thing on the on Saturday uh -huh. the PGP, asking Wall for some botched tidbits from sitting in the same room from his four hours. But I don't know if you heard this, Greg. Ryan can't sign up for certain things because when he puts in his information, like his personal info, he gets a, there's not enough like on file for you. So like he can't bet. None of the, none of the betting apps will give him an account because there's not enough paper on him. Really? And now he's yeah, saying people scary. don't know why he's here. That's really strange. Like everybody has the same paperwork. Yeah. Why, is, why is yours different? They can verify me. Do you have a birth certificate? Yes. Do you have a passport? Yes. Have you been able to travel out of the country? Yes. He's got a social number. I have a social ID. Doesn't work. Is it possible that, like, here you're 22 years old, but if we went to a different country, you'd really be, like, 37 or something like that? If I was and I didn't know, I'd be very disappointed. You look 22. It's not like you look like an old man telling people you're 22. Are you a narc? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Are you one of those like adult cops sent back here to like spy on us and like, jump Yeah, potentially. <laughs> What's the Steve Buscemi meme from where he's like, Our "Fellow kids." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> so you have problems outside of this building with your paper trail. Oh yeah, th th this place here is. I have no issues. It's just, it's like, two, <laughs> give it, give it time. We can't turn people away. <laughs> Paperwork issues. Yeah. Are you alive? Right Can you get here? You're in. You're hired. Uh, but but outside, it's more the issue. You could show up here presenting yourself as Joe Buck. Like the Joe yeah. Buck. We'd all know you're not Joe Buck, but we'd still let you work because we need tape ops. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched Kevin Wall before have a, a neck spasm. And he nearly knocked himself to the floor, and all I could think was David Marinick <laughs> kicking his lifeless body, going, hey, pal, I need you to get up and work the board. The <laughs> I know you can't walk right now, but you can push buttons. <laughs> Just lay his finger on the button. <laughs> You weekend of Bernie's it, you rig him up, he's just coming in on strings. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to also, if you were to have some kind of horrible physical accident... We would have to do the show from a different studio. Like, we have to move down the hall one room while the medics attended to you in privacy. There'd be no, we've got no plan B, we've got no backup. Just move the drill, move the show. The, you know, I've had a couple medical incidents before I got here. There have been, yeah. 
I we bro- had we had one here where a guy yeah. like we had to call nine one one as their show was beginning and they began their show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Show's got to go on. I mean, two hours before I had to come in, I slipped in the shower and I broke my nose. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> Getting stitches, and then next thing you know, I'm... What time will you be here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you learn your lesson not to break your fall with your nose moving forward? Well, why don't we talk about... <laughs> Throw your hands out Why don't we talk to my time, sister maybe? not to put that liquid, you know, balm so- on the bottom of the shower floor, and we'll be good. I'm looking forward to when they're setting up the holiday decorations this year, and they're also building a ramp for you so that you can get into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have once again talked our way deep into headlines and stunned to a news. So uh, once again, without further ado, here's the asset. All right. So we're just going to go with New York baseball, and uh, we'll get this <laughs> of in there. We will. <laughs> the Yankees are in a place they haven't been since 1982. Oh, Peraza has the winning run as he stands in. Now here's the 1-0. Bader goes, pitches grounded to third. Vargas throws to first in time. Ball game over. Washington wins. Two on the score with John Sterling's final call on the Yankees radio network. Catcher Ben Rortved with the only two hits to raise his average to 136. (laughs) Non-straight losses makes it the Yanks' longest streak in over 40 years. According to Elias Sports Bureau, their last 10-game losing streak was 1913 when the team was in the first year of being called the Yankees. At that time, they shared the polo grounds with the New York Giants. It's not that surprising when you hear how long it's been, but it's still startling to read. No one on the roster was alive the last time they lost nine games Uh, in a row. As I said Monday, the worst part of this is I can't say a word because the damn Mets are just as embarrassing. Yeah. It really is. Even it's, a mediocre um, Mets season, I could have some fun with this, but I got nothing. Yeah, it's, it's crap sandwich on white or whole wheat. You get to pick the bread. It's definitely whole wheat. It's not good for you. Yeah. Uh, manager Aaron Boone sniffled his way through another riveting postgame presser. We're in it to win it. And, you know, at the end of the day, you work hard to put yourself in a position to shake hands at the end of the day. And when you get beat over and over again and you're in the middle of a tough season, it makes it hard. But you got to... You got to you got to fight that. Yeah, obviously I just spin everything into something positive because I'm a dead man walking. <laughs> can you freelance like this on MLB Network? What's up? Can you can you vamp like this no, on, just, ne- just on here. MLB Network? Just here, okay. Just here. Yeah, Your studio I, updates can include a Aaron no. Boone evisceration. I, I don't do impersonations at the other place. Okay. I don't think that's in my contract. Back to you, Matt Vescursion. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Greg, for that. That's courtesy of the Yes Network. Are the Yankees boring? Yes. Is Brian Cashman a washed-up dinosaur? Yes. Does Jack Stern still do updates here? Yes. And now we get st- and, and now we get stunned. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Bogus knows as well as anybody that when you outsource your stun to a news to Robin the 321, there's always a risk that it's been done by somebody else, but I feel pretty good about this. Or it's not that stunning. Or this one, yeah, this is... From our favorite state, that, ah. ge- that generates the most stun to a news. Florida woman spiked a man's drink with cockroach spray after they <laughs> met at a bar. 
Veronica Klein, 29, is charged with poisoning food or drink. The Volusia County Sheriff's Office said Friday deputies were called to a home in DeLeon Springs around 4.30 in the morning when they met the man who had become ill. He said he came home with Klein after she asked him to continue drinking with her. He said he had two drinks and began feeling sick. Klein allegedly admitted to him, uh, admitted to spiking the two drinks with the roach spray. The victim told deputies he was vomiting for about 30 minutes before he was able to call for help. He became sick again while providing the statement to a deputy. Now, this woman, Klein, wasn't at the home when deputies arrived. The law enforcement canine tracked her down, and she was taken into custody, currently being held without bond, pending her first court appearance. So, they were strangers. They were strangers to uh, sh- ships passing in the night in a romantic Florida bar. And on night one, <laughs> night she one. pulls out the bug spray. <laughs> what she happens night two? <laughs> Is this like a can she's carrying? Right, why does she even have it? Agree. Like, she's carrying Raid. <laughs> well, no, this was oh, when, they, her came, house, when right? they came home. Oh, she didn't okay. bring Raid to the bar. <laughs> she you might animal. have. We I mean, don't I know that. A random Florida bar. But... So oh, that's, yeah. uh, I mean, some, I don't even think it was a one-night stand at that point. I mean, I'm happy that I'm married for a number of reasons. Most of them are sure. complimentary to my wife. But a lot of them are avoiding these things. Like, it's bad enough. Like, I could not handle dating in the world of apps and social media. I'm like, I meet you. You do the weird follow back and forth thing. Then I see that you're out with somebody else. I mean, like, no thank you. Yeah, too many variables. I hadn't even thought about having my drink doused with cockroach spray. (laughs) Thank God some lady already has liked me for 20 years. My my friend dated a crazy one back in college, and allegedly she poisoned his oatmeal. And I thought that was bad. I knew a guy that stayed with a woman who stabbed him. What? Yeah, he they were at a diner, and he like maybe like checked out a woman oh, walking geez. by, and she went, "If you do that again, I'm gonna me. stab you." And I and I don't know if he did or not, but she thought he did, and she grabbed the knife on the table like a butter knife and jammed it like up here in his like shoulder, like. Above his collarbone. Her wow. name has to be and, Tiffany. And he's got like a scar, and they stayed together. They're still together. Not anymore. But they stayed uh, together past the stabbing. That wasn't the end date of the relationship. Right wow. Yeah. So poison oatmeal knife stabbing. I think cockroach uh, or cockroach spray uh, takes the cake on that one. I'm, I'm fascinated by this guy getting stabbed. Sitting and going, a, you know what? I'll forgive you. Yeah, at a Denny's. You have to you have to pay the bill after that and drive home together. I mean, how do you even leave the Denny's? I don't even know. In an ambulance. I, hopefully, you can walk out. But if you, are you walking out with a butter knife impaled in your left shoulder, going Nancy did it? Yeah, it was just a, it was a spoon. She just had this <laughs> brute raw strength. He goes, "Honey, we really need to talk about your temper tantrums." <laughs> it took fifteen minutes. Why didn't you move? I don't know what she was doing. I don't know. She said she really wanted the grapefruit. <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, for those of you not in my headphones, uh, I know for sure that Ryan Botcher was trained by Pete Pilati because he's yelling about the time. So, stunned when news is over, here's your commercial break on time, hour three of the DA Show. Welcome back to the DA Show on this Wednesday morning. Jeff Colhane, the voice of Florida State football, joins us top of the hour for Sounds of Saturday. Driving under the influence of marijuana is illegal, and law enforcement officers can tell if you're driving high. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. No stream on a Wednesday 
means no chance for you at home or wherever to watch us scarf down free Wendy's breakfast. But the Wendy's Wednesday can, the best uh, part of the week. trend continues. That's Kevin Wall re-upping his blood sugar. Um, I had been in a bad stretch, either being not here in the building altogether on Wednesdays or missing the small window where the good part of the delivery was available. But today I walked out, was going to get some hot water for my little instant oatmeal packet. I smelt it first, saw the bag, remembered it was Wednesday, and I think I opened the bag because they're waiting for me, glistening in the beautiful office fluorescent lights, the French toast sticks. I just realized, because I was so hungry, my blood sugar was that low, I just ruined my ketosis. I don't know what that means. I was doing keto, and it was working, and I just ate bread, so. So that's it. My three minutes of fantastic carbohydrates is about to put four pounds on me. You had what? The, uh, like... The breakfast baconator. Yeah. I didn't even think about the bread or taking off the bread. You're fine. I was that good. (laughs) I I was that hungry. I took my kid to the dentist yesterday, and the last thing she does is she, like, paints some, like, fluoride on. She goes, okay... For the rest of the day, no hot stuff, no sticky stuff, no crunchy stuff like potato chips. And usually my wife does this stuff, but I went yesterday. Great. You got it, Doc. No problem. Next stop, barbershop. Haircut. Hey, Dad, can I get a lollipop? Of course you can. Turn around. He's got blue dum-dum lollipop in his entire mouth. Teeth, tongue, lips. And I remember the dentist complete failure of a dad by me yesterday. Good job to listen. Once again, sounds of Saturday to kick off hour number four. It's Jeff Colhane, Florida State, next on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 